Hey, it's the Real Estate Steps Podcast. Welcome to your number one resource for real estate information. Hey, everybody. It's time for another episode of Real Estate Steps, and I'm here with Amir and Nick and Bob, and it's the MBA crew for Real Estate Steps. So that's right. we've got some neat things to talk about today, and we're going to let it, uh, Amir get started. And Nick, you're going to kind of end this show with some pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Nick, what, uh, I mean, Amir, what, what's, uh, what's the latest that you've been seeing right now? Well, I was going to talk now, I mean, that's a rumor, and lots of people talking about iBuyers, and um, technology will replace the real estate um, uh, agents, and then people will be buying with a click of the button and using uh, Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> using Alexa. Yeah, I just say, Alexa, buy me a house in uh, in Roswell for $350,000, you find a house, and they... Send you the paperwork to sign, and then Alexa, and then Alexa goes, "I'm sorry, but there are no houses for three hundred and fifty thousand in Roseville." <laughs> yeah, Alexa laughs at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, "Well, I found a two-bedroom shack by the railroad tracks." <laughs> well, seriously, lots of people are afraid. I mean, not afraid, but concerned. Uh, they might change, and may I? We have a. Uh, fully autopilot cars, right? So now and then in 10 years, we'll be probably be able to drive from point A to point B without touching the steer, uh, steel wheel, right? So, um, so we can actually um, expect something uh, improvements in the real estate industry too. However, so I don't think, what do you, what's the definition of I buyer, Nick? You know, if it's what I think it is, uh, it's basically uh, being the public being allowed to buy and sell a home without the use of a realtor, and uh, you know, using technology to do that. And um, I, I've been hearing about this for years. Uh, they've been talking about doing stuff like that. And if anything, uh, I think it's it's just uh, it's just impressed to me how much more important realtors are to the process. Uh, because uh, there's so many nuances that go into, you know, the buying and the selling of the house. Uh, so it's interesting. We're going to see where it's going. I mean, we use a lot of these tools ourselves, uh, and it's interesting to see where technology is going. Uh, but will it completely replace the buyer? Uh, you know, it's interesting to talk about this stuff when you have a strong market, when it's a seller's market and homes are selling. But what happens when the market shifts, okay, when homes aren't selling? What happens when, um, you know, if and when uh, we start having short sales and, and foreclosures again, if that happens, uh, or it turns into a buyer's market where housing sales slows down? Uh, that, that's, you know, I don't think they've really thought this out. How are things going to change when they do stuff like that using only technology? Well, you know, it reminds me of, of they brought out those new uh, programs. Um, what do you call it, uh, legal, online legal services. Yes. Right, where you can fill out your own will and get legal mm-hmm. documents. And yeah, legal Zoom also. Yeah, yeah. Legal, legal Zoom, Zoom and different, uh, there's two or three variations on that, right? And has it done away with lawyers? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so you can still set up your will in uh, uh, LLC cheaper, right? but it's probably lots of mistakes there. Yeah. So, and then uh, you, you, you lose your legal protection if you do it on your own. Especially if you have some complex, um, you know, properties or uh, some portfolio, or whatever. Oh. So, uh, for the simple stuff, you can probably go go ahead and use Leosome. That's so the market is there. 
Legal right. Zoom works for right. specific people. iBuyers will work for specific people. Right. Right. But only for specific people. because only specific cases. And, and here's the thing that was interesting is I, I recently purchased uh, a home in Arizona, and their purchase uh, agreement is only like four pages long. <laughs> and, they, and they have yeah. a couple of advisories, and that was it. And I thought, wow. what? And yeah, and yet, with how many pages are in our RPA with all of our advisories? Yeah, 10, 12. No, more Try 18. Yeah, 18. 18 <laughs> yeah. With all the advisories? Yeah. Just wait a couple of years, it's going to be 46. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, so, and so, uh, and, yeah, and one day I'll read all those pages. <laughs> is the is the I buyer going to want to have take their legal responsibility for all of that? You see, and, and, and California, I could see where this would work in maybe Tennessee or Texas or someplace where they're not that litigious. But I, I, I would love to see an I buyer system set up in California where you know you can get sued for yeah, <laughs> a drop of a hat. I mean, we, we, you know, we live in a society where Uber is being sued, okay? Right. Uh, over things that really are out of their control, but, but it happens. We do live in that type of society. Um, and unfortunately, yes. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Well, they're saying the median price for EI buyers would be uh, 240 really. That's the price for the um, I buyers are selling the prices, 240 thousand range so california is really um out of out of range because you know average price in california it's much higher than yeah. 240 right yeah so that would be uh in other states but uh, i buyer the process would be uh pretty much um and then uh, nick you said they may they may not survive next crash yeah um <coughs> i kind of don't agree 100 percent because uh uh, I buyers work on motivation, not uh, on the on the price. Mm -hmm. So it's a similar process like what um, uh, wholesalers doing. So the investors, you know, investors going and uh, people they flipping the houses, right. for example. So they don't go to MLS. So I never flipped any house from MLS. So I go, you go directly to the uh, consumers. Either uh, I mean, obviously distressed consumers, uh, somebody who is behind the property taxes. Or, or not paying uh, IRS taxes, or they going through divorce, or somebody died, etc. So um, when you buying the house for the seller buyer, right? So what are you telling them first? What's the most important? Location, right? Location, location, location. location. Yeah. right, right. For the flippers and wholesalers, which means I buyers, it's motivation, motivation, motivation. Right, right. So not location, location, location. They don't care about location. So uh, if the investors care about, about location, they will be spending 60% of their, or 80% of their time researching properties on the top locations only. But top locations meaning top dollar amount. So you can make money as, uh, as doing a flip in any, house, any property, in the middle of ghetto, or in, in yeah. the middle of, uh, uh, you know, procedures neighborhood as long as motivation is there yeah and as long as the price is right 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 so now the i buyers go going on that uh, direction so uh they will never reach out more than probably 20 or 25 percent the market right. share right? right that's my assumption because uh y you know open doors for example is a good example so they think that the biggest uh you know company from all these uh company using i buyers open doors offer pad zillo and knock and redfin so, but open doors make more transactions than all other four companies together, including Redfin mm -hmm. and Zillow. Uh, so uh, they have lots of capital behind, and mm -hmm. they make uh, instant uh, instant offer on your house. Right. Uh, they're doing uh, lots of advertising radio. You probably have heard. Uh, I mean, here in Sacramento too. Oh yeah. So saying, hey, I sold my house uh, without any showings, without you know, just uh, open door realtor came. 
uh, you know looked at house and gave me the offer. Yeah, and, and, and he gave me the offer that I was I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no showings, no open houses, nothing, right? And then up and uh, what puzzles me that their offers what they are giving to people are very competitive. So very close to market price. Very close to yeah. market price. What they take, so they take the house what they buy, they mark it up for a little bit, and then they put back on the market. So now you're right. So if the market changes and the prices start going down, they will start losing money. So they're probably losing money on some houses already, right? But they still charge fees for doing that. They don't do it for free. They charge fees, yeah. yes. Well, where is that at, though, in the California market? I mean, I, I know these articles are, are nationwide, and I clearly understand that in certain states, yeah, that's a, that's a great opportunity. Where, you know, we don't have the competitive uh, housing markets, but like, what information do we have on California or even the Sacramento area? I didn't do the statistics yet, so we can probably look and, uh, and then, uh, say about this next time. But um, it, it's a good question because California prices are higher and then uh, may not be as easy to do the open ho- open door transactions uh, as probably in I don't know, Tennessee or any, any some other states. So um, I don't know, but um, again, so there's still motivated sellers. So keep, think this way: so if somebody got a job uh, in New York and they have to relocate in two weeks, right? Uh, they don't have time to um, you know put house on the market. And they don't want to deal with the uh, showings, realtors, and etc. So they will probably co- call a wholesaler to buy, mm-hmm. or they will call open doors. So open doors will probably pay more than a wholesaler, right? So that's why that market is there for I buyers. Me truly believe I uh, I buyers will not replace uh, agents from no. the reason what we talked. Right. Uh, because you need to get a legal uh, representations, uh, and then a real estate business is more relationship business, not uh, not uh, accounting where you sit down and doing the numbers, right? So now it's relationship. You have to talk to the buyer sellers. You have to negotiate. You have to have specific skills to do this. The other thing too is it reminds me of like CarMax, where people just bring the car in, they pay you a, a, a fee for the car, and then people come into CarMax and then there's no negotiation. Here's here's the price of the car. 100%. And you walk into a yep. CarMax and take a number. Those places are packed with yep. with, with uh, customers coming in. So I, I can definitely see that idea, that concept for, um, you know, like you said, for there's a, there's a, a sliver of, of unique situations. Like you were saying, a job. Be, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm dinging away here. You're <laughs> being a little ding-dong there, Nick. But the idea uh, of a divorce or a, or a situation where you're having, the, uh, having to move, having to relocate, and you're having to do it at a very quick turnaround yeah. time, definitely that would be a, a, a vehicle. I mean, a, a vehicle. <laughs> but that would be a perfect way to do that. Uh, you did a very good comparison. So uh, CarMax is very good comparison to open doors. Uh, so I have a client uh, who um, um, they sold everything, moved back to Europe. And then last day, uh, day before the flight, so uh, she decided, and that was a plan, she decided to go to CarMax and sell her uh, her vehicle. So, because she needed a vehicle to the last uh, minute. So that's, and she, yes, she got less money. She could get, uh, uh, she probably, if she put on uh, on different websites, she could uh, have sold her uh, her car for much higher. But uh, convenience right. is the key. That's right. why I said motivation, motivation, motivation. Not really uh, price or, or location. So... Uh, so that's uh, maybe you can talk about the pricing and stuff. yeah, uh, and you know we're talking about open door and a couple things because I uh, I actually <clears throat> took a property 
and uh, put it into, um, I, I went into their website and uh, I was playing around with them. I wanted to see how it operated. So I said, yeah, I have a property. I want to list it with you. And I, I learned a couple things about Open Door. Uh, and I also went to one of their houses. So I'll talk about what I found out on the internet first. Uh, they only work with what I call canned properties. In other words, it's a property, like you said, it's got to be at a certain price range. They, they won't go beyond a certain price range. Um, if the house is too old, they won't work with that. And too old, I, I believe it's like if it's built in the 70s or older, they're not going to work with that. Okay. Probably 78 because of asbestos. Because of asbestos. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's certain homes that they'll work with, which is still a large number of homes. Uh, second thing, and I heard this from somebody else that attended one of these meetings, is that it's not free. They do charge. And I just found this thing on uh, on online here that uh, you know traditional home sales are between 7 and 10%. That's with all the fees, okay, with everything included. Uh, you know, um, and open door, they charge, uh, they charge 8.1%. That's what they charge. Hmm. So that's still more than what a conventional realtor will charge, will charge. And, uh, you know, you're not getting that, that service. Uh, second thing is I did go to an open door house once. I was curious. I saw the sign. I said, hey, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to pretend I'm a open house. Yeah, it was, it wasn't an open house. The house is closed. They don't do open houses. Okay. okay. The house is closed. They have a special type of lock on the door. It's a digital lock. So what you have to do now, anybody with a cell phone can go into an open door home. Without being an agent? Don't have to be a realtor. Don't have to have a realtor with you. Uh, it's anybody. Anybody with a cell phone. Okay. It could be a mm. 12-year-old kid. Uh, so what they do is you go to the place, they, they say dial this number or send this text to this number, you send the text, they ask for your email address, I guess they verify your email address, and then they, they tell you what address are you at, you tell them the address, and they send the code and the door unlocks automatically. Okay, you punch a code in, the door unlocks automatically. So you walk into the house. So that's another concern of mine is because now... Anybody security and safety. Yeah, can walk into the house. The house that I went to, it was nice. It was a normal house. It was vacant. It wasn't staged. It was just a bare bones house. Okay. So again, it's it's for a certain segment of people. Uh, like you said, you know, the guy transferring needs to help sell the house quickly, uh, or needs to buy another house. This this would probably be good for him uh, because uh, you know appraisals. I don't think they. They may do a quick walkthrough, but I don't think they do full appraisals uh, like uh, like a regular uh, company would do, like a regular mortgage company will do. Uh, they must have their own inspection staff that does inspections. Um, but, you know, most of them, I'm pretty sure they, they walk in there, they see, okay, this condition of the house, you know, it's fair or it's good or it's above average, and they make their determination on pricing that way. But it's probably a limit. I mean, um, I have no idea how many. Um, I mean, this statistic is saying that they purchased 10,000 homes, over 10,000 homes in 2018. So the number will probably go up. So once they have 20 or 50, 100,000 homes, there must be a limit how much uh, money they have. The yeah. funds will yeah. run away. Yeah. So um, run out. So if they don't have uh, uh, enough uh, funds, and I don't, I really don't know who's, who is, uh, whose capital is behind them. But the thing is, you know, you can purchase, you know, 10,000 homes and you have to sell in order to purchase more. 
Right. So, and then uh, if the market change, which it will, it cannot go up forever, uh, then they will be in uh, much bigger trouble. You yeah. remember 2005, yeah. six, seven. So you, I listed the house for 400,000, three months is worth two, 380. Yeah. So I changed to 380, now it's 360. So if you don't, if you're chasing the market uh, down instead up. Right. So, so if you uh, change and lose, you know, ten percent per year, it's lots of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of money. And yeah. and that's the point I was trying to make. You know, everything is great now, where it's a seller's market. But when the industry starts to change, and it does change because we live in a cyclical industry, it goes up right. and down all the time. We see it. Um, what happens then? That that's what I'm curious about. Because that's where I mean, you know, that's where stuff like creative financing comes in. Okay. Correct. Uh, where you know uh, we we see we'll see stuff uh, you know and we don't see a lot of them in California, but I know they do more of these in other parts of the country. Lease options. Okay. Right. Uh, when the market changes, uh, how's Open Door going to do stuff like that? They're not. They cannot. I mean, that probably will generate an administrative uh, nightmare. I mean, uh, I'm glad you mentioned creative financing. I was just uh, mentioning uh, in California, in Sacramento. So if if you guys have a house that's uh, over five hundred thousand and you wanted to um, um, maximize your profit, the only way would be creative financing. We just yeah. closed one with creative yeah. financing. Yeah. So that's very often not the case that the buyer cannot qualify for the you know $600,000 mortgage because they have house for sale or they maybe had a bankruptcy six years ago and then they need one more year of short sale, etc. So with creative financing, like lease options, seller getting top dollars and getting a high option money now and then a high rent, yeah, uh, and then it will be actually in closing in six months. Yeah. So that way you you can as a seller maximize uh, values on your houses, uh, you know, more expensive houses in Sacramento, right? Right, right. Yeah, it, that's important. So it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I love technology. I love to see the new tools out there. Um, but, but when I hear about this stuff, you know, they're they're always trying to take away the human factor. And I, I think that's hard to do. You know, we're dealing with, for most people, their home is their most valued asset, their biggest investment. Um, and it's also a very personal thing. So how do you take that? How do you take that out of the equation, you know, and, and just give it over to technology and, you know, just let, let this, this, this thing do it? Yeah, you cannot. Factories, yes, but uh, uh, service industry like this, you cannot. Yeah, right. it's, it's very difficult. You know, another big point, though, is to be aware of it, though. You see, uh, there's a lot of things going on in real estate that just being able to have the conversation is just valuable, okay? When, so when somebody says, oh, what about this house, you know, blah, blah, you know these different I, I, the I buy thing, then if you can talk intelligently about it, then that way you can, there's the old term I used to learn, they call it sell away from it, okay? And that way, having right. being able to speak intelligently would allow them to, to see you as the expert, allow them to right. assort that, okay, this isn't going to fit my situation, I'm going to go with you. As opposed to you going, ah, yeah, that's just a bunch of garbage, who cares? No, 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 you don't want to do that. They're like, well, no, I, I am curious about that. What do you know? And then if you, if, you, if you sound ignorant about it, then you're going to lose that confidence with your potential client. So correct, and then yeah, like you said, so it's uh, I buyers will have a market share, but uh, it's going to be much smaller than uh, people expecting, right? Uh, yeah, in yeah. the future, I, I think so too. I mean, Zillow's been around for years now. Okay, how much of a market share do they have? And I know a lot of people, a lot of the public, 
I go to Zillow all the time. I, I'm curious to see what's going on in other parts of the country. But how many people are actually using Zillow and paying for Zillow? You mean the agents? Or? Uh, I'm talking about, yeah, agents, because it's free to the public. Yeah, agents, many agents doing this. And right. that's kind of, uh, you. <laughs> we actually supporting our competition. So yeah. you're putting money back to your competition. Competition sells the information, what you have back to you. Yeah. So, uh, which is fine as long as it makes money, right? But the thing is, um, Zillow started with the iBuyers now. So right. it, that will be interesting to see how it's going to develop because they have a very small percentage of iBuyers. Uh, against uh, offer pad or uh, open doors yeah so we will see we'll see we'll, we'll see. see how it how it grows for them yeah that'll be interesting so dick what do you have there uh okay i'm gonna keep this light keep uh, it light keep, yeah, it, mo- keep know, it moving i always uh dig some of this stuff up because i love to laugh at our industry uh dictionary of real estate phrases okay these are real <laughs> estate phrases and what do they actually mean okay. uh-huh there's uh i don't know about 40 or 50 or 80 or 100 of them here. I'm just going to hit on some of these. This gives our top. uh, Yeah, Yeah. you know, some of the top ones. When someone says this house is an old charmer, it means an old and ugly house. (laughs) (laughs) Stunning house. The house is not ugly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Cape Cod. It's styled after third world slum dwellings. (laughs) These are some of the dictionary terms. Um, easy freeway access, noisy arterial street close to freeway. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that means. Yes, yeah, that's it. low maintenance lot, no yards. The kids will have to play in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, when they say a house is meticulously maintained in the original condition, the the appliances are fifty years old. <laughs> These are some of the code words we have to understand. Uh, Ready to remodel. The house is about to collapse. You will have to invest twice the asking price and remodel before you can move in. (laughs) Uh, Newly remodeled kitchen. 50-year-old cabinetry and faucets have been replaced with cheap modern equivalents. Uh, One-car garage. I like this one. You can drive your Ford Escort into the garage, but there's no room to open the door. (laughs) Uh, let's see. A large family room. Mm. Large basement. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we don't see many of those here. Uh, bedroom in basement. Basement has one foot by two foot window. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Lots of storage. Basement too small to be called a family room. <laughs> uh, let's see. Efficiently designed kitchen. The kitchen is too small to fit two people at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. It's efficiently designed. It's yeah, an Ikea kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about TLC? Uh, I don't see TLC. Country oh. living. Too far from anywhere to drive to work. <laughs> that's, that's country living. Uh, cozy. Not a single room could fit a full-size bed. That's what cozy there means. There you go. Uh, let's see. Some of the other ones here. Pet-friendly neighborhood. Uh-oh. <laughs> like this. Organic matter consistently deposited in the front lawn. <laughs> I like that. Neighborhood watch. Your next door neighbor has binoc- binoculars trained on your house. 
And uh, just available. Previous owner just died on the premises. Hope you don't believe in ghosts. So that's some of the <laughs> yeah. So that's some of the 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 terms, dictionary terms and phrases. What do they really mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny that uh, people using different uh, yeah. terms. Like um, uh, lots of builders putting um, you know painted with a Swiss coffee. Yeah, paint. Yeah, Swiss what, coffee paint. Swiss coffee. Yeah, what's Swiss coffee? Yeah, white. Yeah. It's just yeah. fancy name for white. It's just so. another name for white. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds better, right? So it's Swiss coffee than white. Yeah. Oh dear me! Motivated sellers subtract fifteen percent from the asking price. That's that's you know that's true. They're yeah. motivated automatically. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Hey. Don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Not only that, I mean, uh, when um, when you have a discounted brokerage, just like uh, Purple Bricks or uh, Redfin and a few others, right? So, and my buyers, I have a buyers uh, pl- planning to put offer on the, uh, and they find out who the listing agent is. They wanted to offer for two, two, three, or five percent cheaper, right. and I, I was curious why. So they said, well, these sellers saving on the commission. I wanted a saving. Yes. Right. So yeah. keep that in mind before you list for the discount brokerage, yeah. Purple Bricks. So I'm I'm naming those two because I know they're discounted Purple Bricks and Redfin because they're going for the highly dis- uh, discounted uh, uh, yeah. listing commission. And people know that. Yeah, but uh, you you as a seller will not save this commission. Yeah. Buyer is asking for the saving because right. they are buying, they paying for your house. Right? right, so they wanted the saving. They don't want you to save. Right, right? so that's uh, <laughs> and then you pretty much you end up uh, your net's gonna be the same. It's probably even less. Yeah, but um, instead of actually going with a full a full service brokerage. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. So let's hear it for full full service brokerage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, obviously we're that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of biased in that we respect. <laughs> There's no sense trying to even try to cover over that one, <laughs> but you're right. The uh, so cool. Um, and the, uh, let me do it just a real quick, quick, quick uh, market update because we're at the beginning of June, and I have some quick numbers here. And the uh, man, oh man, the days on market have just dropped. Uh, it's now under 30 in April. It was 35 days on market. It started in February at 51. Now it's under 35. And in June, look at this, days on market in June is 21. Wow. No April, kidding. I mean, uh, yeah. And May was, um, yeah, so right, May was 33. And June, the first four days of June is 21 days on market. Just dropped 36%. I mean, so the market. Yeah, summer, summer. Yeah, it's very active right now. And then the, uh, the sale price versus uh sold is doing quite well as well the um the prices are 100 percent of of sales i mean on market for sale and sold was 100 percent in june so far there's 99 percent in may interesting more interesting is actually days on the market being yeah. 21 days versus uh, a couple of months ago it was 49, yeah. I believe. It was a month it, and 45. a half. Yeah, it was 44 in March, right. 35 in April, and 33 in May, and 21 in June. <laughs> Definitely going down, yeah. House is selling faster. And then the months of inventory. Let's get, get a real peek on that. Months of inventory in April was 1.5 months of inventory and march was 1.5 so it was 1.5 1.5 and now and now it's um 
months of inventory. This number doesn't look right. Wow. It says the months of inventory in May is 9.2. That doesn't seem right. 9.2 no. months? Yeah. The, no. That doesn't look is right. Point nine two. No. 9.2 days. It said it went up 438%. <laughs> yeah, that can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right. But yeah, it's been from... Yeah, February was 1.7 to 1.5, 1.5. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it's at right now. And then, um, and then the average price. And this, I'm, everything I'm doing right now is Sacramento County. And then the average price is 419 in um, in April. And then right and from today's stats from May is 500. What? These numbers are four, uh, it says 540. No, excuse me, 420. So the price has jumped up just a little bit, average price. Huh. In Sac County is to, to 420. To 420. And what was it? 419. Wow. Yeah. Good. You see, I thought it was less than that. But it, it went, yeah. literally, it went from 387 yeah. in January. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, like 380. Was 387 in January to 420 God. in May. Yeah, about 5% yeah. jump. Five percent in in just five months. That's, yeah, that's amazing. More than five percent, actually. Yeah, and I remember we were yeah. saying, well, you know, the market will probably be out three. It's already five percent yeah. now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I knew I knew twenty nineteen would be would be okay. I didn't think it'd be this good, but it's it's real good. Yeah. So there you go. That's it for our quick market update. And thank you all for listening. Well, let me get, I'm going to give you one more. One closing. last thing to close One last off. one. Okay. okay. Let's do it. When, when they say must see inside, it right. means the outside is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Skip looking at the outside. <laughs> yeah. No curb appeal. Uh, thank you. Thank